Hey everybody, just wanted to take a few seconds of your time before the podcast starts. Just wanted to let you know about a passion project of mine for the last three years called Hustle Focused Energy. It's a powdered drink mix intended to help you focus and accomplish your goals. Super excited to bring this to market. Go check it out, hustletheday.com. And thank you so much for listening. On this episode of the Hustle the Day podcast, I'm fortunate to have Eric Allen on the show. Eric is the definition of a side hustler. He has a full-time job, but he gets up early to produce two highly rated podcasts, as well as create a program for helping busy people like himself get into shape. You're going to want to listen to this one. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle of the Day podcast. Super excited and honored to have Eric Allen here. Eric, I want you to jump in. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Hey, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show, man. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, name's Eric Allen. I'm the owner of Top Rated MMA and the Bearded Biz Show. Two different podcasts I run. Top Rated MMA has been around since 2012 and uh, now has turned into probably what many are considering the number one MMA podcast in the Northwest. I'm very humbled by that. And then the Bearded Biz Show is all where I'm talking with entrepreneurs, world changers, and success-minded people. And by the time this show comes out, I think we're going to have just a little over 200 episodes combined between the two shows released. Wow, that's awesome. Sitting here at 50-something episodes, it's like 200 seems so far away. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Well, that's really cool. Now, I've got to ask, how is it? So this isn't something like you do necessarily like two separate show platforms. They're all run under Eric Allen. So it's like, how did you decide that MMA and business mixed together. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting story because I'm a huge MMA fan. I grew up watching MMA. You know, I remember going and watching UFC 1 and 2 on VHS as a kid, you know, and so I've always just been a fan of the fight game. And when I launched Top Rated MMA in 2012, it was just an apparel company. And we kind of stuck out as being one of the few companies out there that was 100% American made. And I've had my ups and downs, excitement about the company. I even put it up for sale at one point because I was like, mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. And I got one call guy called me and said, Hey, I want to buy the company for like five grand or something like that. And it was in that call. I realized no way I'm going to flip this thing. And so I, I got off the call and I said, Nope, not selling it. And I just rebranded everything. We, you know, changed the logo, changed the website up. 2017, I decided to launch the Top Rated MMA podcast. I had no idea what I was doing. I was in a walk-in closet for almost my first hundred episodes it didn't know to look into the camera. I had horrible lighting. Didn't even know what I wanted to talk about, but I knew one thing I wanted to hear though. I wanted to understand why fighters want to get into a cage and get punched in the face and what got them there. And so that's what the show was in 2017 when I launched it. And throughout the first couple of years, it was fun. I had great conversations and still it's exciting for me to, to hear people's stories. I'm fascinated by stories. But in 2018, I heard this guy named Ed Milet talk on his show and I started listening to the show almost obsessively like, oh my gosh, like Ed is awesome. And that inspired me to start the Bearded Biz Show in January of 2019. And so now here we are, just released our 67th episode coming up this week on the Bearded Biz Show. And that's where I'm talking with entrepreneurs, world changers, and success-minded people, man. 
That's very awesome. So lots of things that I can take from that, but right. um, I've, I've got to say, first of all, I've got to applaud you for doing it. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people who say, oh, I'll start a podcast when I have this or when I have this or when I do this. And you just did it. Like, like you said, you were in a walk-in closet and that's awesome. Like I, I personally was like, you know what? I, I didn't have the perfect camera. I didn't have this or that, but I, I just had a paper backdrop be, yeah. behind me. And so it was like somewhat professional. Really it wasn't, but <laughs> compared to your standards, it was a super professional setup. So, right. I mean, that's awesome that you just yeah. went for it. You had an idea and you weren't going to let anything stop you. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I've, I've done a lot of trials, a lot of errors along the way. I've tried the green screen backdrops and I've tried different backdrops and different lightings and things like that over the years and always trying to tweak it, man, to make it better. And so, yeah, it's it's been a learning process since 2017, but continuing to go strong, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I love the American flag you got there now. And that's a, that's a great symbol for you know, what you're doing. And like you said, you had the all American made apparel before. And so that fits in right really well with your brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're, you're one thing that uh, I've got to pick a bone with you a little bit yeah. though, is <laughs> you mentioned you put the company up for sale, you got somebody who offered and then like, no, I'm out. That's, that's honestly been my experience in purchasing companies. I've tried multiple times. We get really far into the process and then all of a sudden they're like, you know what? I see the value now. I'm going to go for it. It's like, yeah. What, what about me here? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I think I would have been pissed if I was the guy on the other line for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I lost, I lost all interest. I had just moved to Idaho and I was trying to do this business thing. I didn't have any connections in the MMA world and I didn't really, I wasn't selling any product. I didn't have, you know, constant guys reaching out or contact with my fans online. And I just got bored with it. And I was like, I kind of was in a situation where I needed money too at the same time. So like, well, maybe I'll just see what I can sell it for. And I, what was I selling? I was just selling the brand name and the Twitter followers that went along with it. It wasn't like I sold, I was selling like a massive amount of money. So obviously selling it for five grand, that would have been, you know, a small change compared to most businesses that sell. But I had this phone call and I just felt like during that call, I'm like, Nope, it's not going to happen. I can't do it. I can't give up on it. I got to keep fighting. And so I said, Hey man, thanks very much for the time, but I appreciate it. I, and I kind of made up the slide. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to talk to my business partner. And if we decide to sell, we'll get back to you. Right. And obviously I never called him back. And yeah. uh, that's when I decided to start changing things, man. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You got to keep fighting. Just, you know what? It goes along with the MMA theme there. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what is it that you think fascinates you about MMA to the point where you're going to create a brand around it? You know, it, it's so interesting because I think I've always been fascinated with the mutual respect between fighters. It's very, very rare that fighters are fighting and they like have this personal like hatred toward each other. Even Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor, as much smack talk as they want to talk, they get in the cage and there's very much a respect game after the fight, right? They, these guys are up to the fight. They're talking smack. They're hating on each other. But after the fight, they have full respect for each other. And so I love that aspect of the fight game where they know they're get, getting into the cage. It's part of their job. 
but very, very rare is it a personal vendetta against another guy. And so I love that aspect of it. I mean, I grew up watching like, you know, ninja movies. And I think I was a ninja for Halloween for like 15 years straight. And so I've just always been <laughs> fascinated with that, you know? And so uh, the MMA game, like I said, I started watching it at a very early age and just became this super fan. And, and I love the, the mutual respect uh, that it brings, martial arts in general brings, you know? Right. No, I totally understand that. And I think there's not a lot of that. You know, a lot of people don't have that same mutual respect for people. So that's very admirable that people are that way and that they can do that. Right. So I want to talk about your, your bearded biz podcast. Yeah. Super cool concept. I, I mean, I love it. I was fortunate enough to be on it with you. I mean, I've got the beard, I've got I'm working on a business, so you know it, it, it works. But you, you qualified uh, <laughs> exactly. So you were fortunate enough to have uh, Ed Milet on your podcast, who's yeah. a, a mentor of mine. Tell me about that story, man. Unbelievable. Like I said, I, I came across Ed in 2018, really by chance. I was online looking at YouTube videos for, of Tony Robbins, and and an old video of Ed Milet had popped up, and then I just you know, started to follow him, started to listen to his shows weekly as they came out and really just fascinated by his spirit. And so, you know, and I love the guests that he brings on, but for me, I sort of followed him and he has a, you know, the two minute drill that he does online every day. And one of the things he did in 2019 was the max out challenge where you had to submit a one minute video via your stories on Instagram to him and then hashtag max out challenge and max out and things like that. And it had to be a one minute video of what your business was about and why you are continuing to do your business. What, what drives you for success in that business? And I did the video and I submitted it. And this was like early on, like with me, like doing videos, I, I wasn't, I don't think, I still think I'm, I'm improving, but it wasn't like, I look at it now, I'm like, that was a horrible video. Why would he pick that video? But you know, I sent that in. And then I remember like waiting, like going, okay, is he going to pick the video? And then he started to do like, Hey, these are the top two that we've seen so far. And it wasn't my video. And it was, I was like, Oh, maybe I didn't win. And then all of a sudden he announced it one day and I was like, shut up. He picked me. And I was like, no way. So I won a 25 minute phone call with Ed via Skype. I was working with his administration team to line it up. And I asked them, I said, hey, can I record this call with Ed? And they're like, yeah, no problem. So I actually had this call with Ed. We talked about like challenges that I had coming up, you know, things that were going on. A lot of stuff that I didn't release on the show that I, that I released was, you know, he gave me a lot of personal contacts in this area to work with, which was wow. huge. And so, but it was just awesome to hear and speak with him and just how personal he was like he's this big massive figure but he's so down to earth and it was awesome and we actually ended up speaking for about 30 35 minutes and he just was like no the other guys can wait we're just having a great conversation right now and i was like whoa dude so it blew my mind that i won and then i finally got to have this call with ed milet and so that's how we ended up releasing uh, an episode with him on my show that is so cool and you know what it's great to hear people that you know, take part in those challenges and win it. And, you know, it's usually not somebody, you know, and so it's, it, it's awesome to hear that and that he, he is as personal and genuine as he puts his persona out to be. And, you know, I've been close enough to know that 
he is that way, but not everybody doesn't understand that. And so that's, that's really awesome that you got to see that and got an episode out of it too. So come on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So at this point, uh, going back a little bit, you decide to keep top rate MMA yeah. and you decide to pivot into a podcast. What is it that decided that made you decide I'm going to start a podcast? Yeah, it, it was interesting because, you know, back 2017, I was just thinking like, I got to refresh the brand, the, the apparel side of things. It was costing me too much money. I wasn't doing a bunch of sales. Every once in a while, I would be at live events, you know, covering the event for the MMA fights or whatnot. And I would sell a shirt here and there, but I really wanted to start connecting and building my brand out. And I thought the only way that I can do that is if I start reaching out to fighters and actually telling them, hey, I want to have you on my show. I want to help you promote your brand. And so I really targeted these up and coming amateur fighters or early pro fighters. And that's probably the majority of my guests. Not a lot of them are like major UFC stars or, you know, Bellator stars or anything like that. But these guys are up and coming. And some of the fighters that I've had on my show are now in the UFC. And so it's been really cool to see them and follow them through this journey. And so that's kind of what sparked my interest in starting the podcast was one, I'm fascinated by stories. And two, I wanted to expand my own brand and in the same time, helping others build their brand up to get their name out. Yeah. And you know what? Those are the best stories too, honestly, because, you know, I was talking to uh, somebody else in the podcasting community that, you know, has had some of those big names. They've had Andy Frizzell on their podcast. They've had, you know, Ed Milet on their podcast and they're talking to me. They're like, those aren't the ones that get all the downloads. It's the local people that have the really interesting stories, the people that are, you know, the up and comers, the ones that people can relate to more. Yeah. Those are the ones that are the best episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. So that's perfect that you don't have those necessarily big names on there because those are the people that other MMA fighters can relate to. Right. Yeah. So how do you manage to do two podcasts and then balance it with your day job? It's tough. I'll tell you that, man. It stretches me mentally. But for me, I get up at 4 a.m. six days a week. And I get up, uh, I set my alarm on Fridays for 5 a.m., but I rarely make it to my alarm on five, uh, at 5 on Sundays. But I get up at 4 a.m., I go hit the gym downstairs at my house for 45 minutes to an hour. And then I come upstairs and I start working on my shows. I reach out to guests. I edit my shows. I start scheduling them to be posted and working on questions for my upcoming shows. And then at eight o'clock, I flip over to a side computer and then I'm, I start my full-time job. Then I've been working remote since 2015. So there wasn't a huge change for me personally when COVID sent everybody home and I'm blessed to work with a startup and that kind of allows me to do these things during the day, you know, when I have them. So yeah, it's, it's a, a, a tough transition, but I've been waking up at 4am for 10 plus years and, and my body is very much used to it. And my mindset, some days are like, dude, you stayed up way too late last night, but I still force <laughs> myself out of bed and, and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're definitely living the, uh, the example of hustle, um, you know, making sure that, a lot of people say that they don't have the time to do these sort of things. Right. You're making the time you're, yep. you're doing it. You're not living off those excuses. You still have the day job and now you've got a really awesome side hustle of this pocket of these two podcasts rather. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, you said you hit the gym for 45 minutes to an hour. You did this program. Um, it's called 4590. Can you explain a little bit more about that? 
Yeah, it, it actually started out kind of as an exper- experiment, right? So I turned 40 in December of last year. And I said early on in 2019, by the time I'm 40, I want to be at 175 pounds. I, I weighed 199 for like six years. And I hit 200 pounds one time in 2019. I said, I'll never do that again. I don't want to break 200 pounds. So I said, I'm going to start working out. By the time I hit in December, when I turn 40, I'm going to be 175 pounds. And I think I worked out for like three days and then I quit. And guess what? My birthday came around December. I weighed the same amount that I did when I started. And so I started 2020 and everybody, you know, coronavirus sent home. It's a bad year for everybody. I get that. Uh, But one thing that I decided to do is like, this is the year. By the time I turn 41, I want to be in the best shape that I've ever been in. And so on May 6th, May 4th, I started 45 days, uh, or excuse me, 45 minutes of cardio. And I was just going to do it for 30 days to see what happens. And I made it 10 days. And guess what? I missed a workout. And I was so pissed. I was like, dude, no way. Why, what, why did I make this excuse? Only 10 days in. And so May 16th, I started it again. I did it for 30 days. And then I was like, I'm going to do it for 60. And then I did it. I'm going to do it for 90. And so I did it for 90 days straight, 45 minutes of cardio. I went from 199 down to 170 pounds and still consistently at that weight, changed my diet around. And now what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to release that exercise program for free to folks. And that is something that's going to hopefully impact those guys out there with the dad bods, or maybe they got a little bit too happy in their marriage and they just let their bodies go or moms that want to get back in better shape. It's really tailored for anybody that can commit to 90 days and it's tough mentally, right? So the 45, 90 is 45 minutes of cardio, 90 days straight. If you miss a day, you start over, get on a good diet. I don't care what it is. Just eat healthy. Don't eat the junk food, quit alcohol, quit smoking, whatever it is. And listen to 20, to 45 minutes of motivational speaking or videos every single day, and then make that happen. Do that every day for 90 days. Your life will be changed. Absolutely. I can, I can attest to that. Uh, you know, having done a similar program, you know, it, it really does make a difference and I'm excited to see, you know, some of the more details of this as you release it. Cause you know, as we're recording this, that hasn't all been fleshed out yet, but yeah. it will be out by the time this airs. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see, you know, the progress on that. And you know what, it is something that you, anybody really could do. Everybody says they're busy, but waking up 45 minutes earlier and getting it done. You know what, you can do that. I used to personally be a night owl and you, it it was one of those things where it's like 10 AM. You're asking a lot to get me out of bed at that point in time. Totally. Yeah. And and now, now I'm a 4:30 AM guy. It's just, it's, your mind is capable of doing these things, but you just got to want it bad enough. So absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I always say one thing I say is my desire to be successful is bigger than my desire to sleep. And so I will like shorten the sleep to make life successful and that's successful for my business, for my family, for my life. And that's kind of my, my motto, my go-to wording uh, that I see every day in my head and I get into the office. That's what it is. Yeah. That's awesome. I I love that. Uh, so as you started these podcasts, you did without the right, the right equipment, you know, and I mean, it, that's fine. I think a lot of people overthink the production side of, of the podcast. So what was a challenge though, that you never expected in starting your own thing? Uh, you know, I think the dedication part of it, right? So I didn't have, I didn't, 
have, you know, this guy who, or this person who was guiding me to do it. I was doing a lot of YouTube videos. Like, how can I set this up? Technology wise, I wasn't sure how to upload to iTunes and how to upload to Spotify and get my video up on YouTube. I'd never really done that before. And so I had to relearn that. That was a big challenge for me to figure out how to do that, how to get my, my brand out. And I, one thing I've never done is I've never paid for marketing. It's all been word of mouth for me. And so for me to be able to do that, is I just had to read a ton. I had to watch a ton of videos on how to do that correctly. And I'm still learning on how to do that correctly. But the biggest challenge for me was definitely the technology side where trying to figure out like what program should I use on my Mac to record a show? You know, when I first started, I was doing shows on either FaceTime or Skype. And then the program that I was using to record on FaceTime didn't update when Apple updated. And guess what? Mm. I was hosed. I was back down to just Skype. And I had made a, a ton of mistakes, you know, throughout the process. So so the same day that I spoke to Ed Milet, I also talked to Ken Shamrock. That was a crazy day for me. One day, talked to both those guys. During the Ken Shamrock interview though, the old platform that I was using, it actually stopped recording and I saw it three minutes into the interview with Ken Shamrock. And I knew I was just having this conversation with him and none of it was getting recorded. And I was like, this is insane. And I said, Ken, I'm sorry. Can you hold on one second? I'm having an issue. Can I call you right back with this? And he said, yep, no problem. What was happening is he was getting a bunch of texts and it was, he was having to keep hitting his phone and it stopped my recorder on my end. And so I had to call him back. It was weird. I didn't know what was going on. So then I called him back and again, he kept getting texts and it turned it off. And I just thought, man, I'll never be able to release this video of Ken Shamrock. And then I reached out to his team and I said, Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Really pre or thanks for having Ken on. And you know, and they said, how'd it go? And I said, well, honestly, it kind of turned out crappy. I said, I don't know if it was his fault or my fault, but he was getting texts and my platform didn't record. And they said, well, let's just rebook it. And I was like, what? And so I was able to rebook a call with Ken Shamrock two weeks later. And that's how we recorded the call. But that first one, man, I'm sweating bullets. I'm like, I know I'm doing this full interview and I got none of it. Wow. That would be incredible to think of, of like, wow, I just wasted this opportunity, but you know what? It, it all worked out for you. It sounds totally. like I was burning up inside, man. I was like, this cannot be <laughs> happening, dude. <laughs> wow. And fortunately now there's platforms like crazy out there to, to choose from that you can use for free. And it just, yep. it's, it's, it's great that technology has, allowed this to happen, but totally. um, yeah, that's, that is crazy. So who do you think was the most influential person on who you became today? Man, uh, the most influential person on who I became today. Yeah. It, it's interesting because it, it, I, I would have to say my wife, because my wife has been a huge influence in, in where I'm at today. Uh, when I met my wife, I was this depressed guy, lived alone in a ghetto apartment drink, you know, six pack of beer every night. I'd go to Hollywood video and rent a couple movies for the night and be smoking my cigarettes and things like that. And she's been such a huge influence in me and my relationship with, with Christ actually came before I met my wife, but it was in that same time very closely. And so, but she has been a huge influence. She came from a broken home. Like I came from a broken home. So we kind of came together and, and she's just encouraged me through the past and encouraged me through 
you know, the mess that I came from. And it always encouraged me to like, keep fighting for my business, keep doing it, keep going, you know, whatever it is that you got to do that makes you happy, just do it. And I think I've tried and I've tested a ton of things over the years. I had that shiny object syndrome for a long time of like, Ooh, that looks cool. Ooh, that looks cool. Right. And then once I started doing podcasts and I became so obsessed with it that she was like, you got to keep going to this. You got to keep doing it. And so I think she's definitely a, a major influence in me and who I am today for sure. Uh, you know, it helped me to just fix my heart on a lot of things where I used to chase the money and I realized that that's not what you should be chasing. Chase happiness and, and the money will come. For sure. Yeah, there is there's a lot of times where I've talked to, you know, high performing individuals, they don't chase the money, they chase what is important to them, their why, their, you know, whatever it is that drives them, that's more important than anything else. And so it sounds like that's the case with you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's very cool. Um, You know, I personally have a a great woman that stands by my side as well, you know, my wife of almost 13 years. And so I can definitely relate to you on that, that. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, so what do you think you have in the future plans for top rate MMA? You know, you had this formerly apparel brand and you still have apparel, but it's more focused on the podcast. Where do you see it going in the future? Yeah, I think top rate MMA is going to continue to grow. I have my 200th episode coming out uh, in just a couple months. Really excited about that. It's a champions edition. I have champions from all over the world that has come on my show and I've started recording them. And I think we're just going to continue to grow. You know, I think we, I used to cover a lot of the live events locally and humbly they've said that, you know, they've come out and said, Hey, top rate MMA is the number one MMA podcast in the Northwest. I'll take that. I don't really consider that myself. I, I, you know, I like to just focus on real fighters, real stories. And so I really see top rate MMA continue to grow, continue to expand globally. I set this goal when I started the podcast to talk with a male and female fighter from every single state in the U S not quite there yet, but I'm still fighting to, to get that. It's still tracking down fighters in, in those Midwest states that I haven't hit up yet. But I'm really excited about what's to come. I do have apparel. I have my own heat press. I have my own hat press that we're, we're kind of testing that out. So I, instead of like outsourcing that, I'm doing it myself. So it's onesie, twosie orders once in a while. And so, yeah, that I do see that continuing to grow. Uh, the beard of biz side, I really see that continuing to grow as well and bring on these larger guests, these bigger names and just world changers that I love to, you know, talk with. And hopefully that continues to open door for me to do public speaking. Cause I, something that I'd really love to do is get into a public speaking uh, space, whether that's just sharing my story or sharing the, the opportunity of business and mindset and things like that. And so that's really what I'm, I'm seeing the future holds uh, for top rated May and myself and beer to biz. Very cool. And you know what? This is a perfect platform podcasting, you know, to transition into speaking because that's what you're doing. You're, you're speaking, you're getting that practice. Yeah. And you look at your first episode to where you are now, tremendous difference in speaking as I can attest to. <laughs> For sure. I look back at the first one. I didn't have a beard, you know, and I was like in the dark room and I was like, who was that guy? You know? <laughs> yes, for sure. So we talked about the fact that you, you are hustling, but I want to get your idea, your personal definition of what the word hustle means today. I th- it's so much, the, the word means dedication to me. And I think if, if you can't be dedicated to something, you can't hustle. You have to be dedicated to success, whether that's personal, whether that's in your family, whether that's in your business, whether that's in your job place. 
But if you're not dedicated to anything, you're not hustling. And whether you're a night person or or a morning person, it, to me, that doesn't matter. Just set up the time to be dedicated to something, whether that's a morning routine or an evening routine. For me, it works better for the morning. But I think my definition of hustling is having dedication towards a goal, uh, towards you know being successful in success is a definition that you, you know, people have to define themselves. But for me, it's, you know, wanting to be able to provide for my family that my wife doesn't have to work. She can be home with me and, and things like that. And so if you really, really have to be dedicated to do something, whatever makes you happy, whatever you're passionate about, that's the definition of hustle and hustle uh, from my perspective. Absolutely. Completely agree with that. You know what? It's, it's definitely something the word has changed over the last few years. It's not the 24 seven grind it out. Yeah. Like it used to be no sleep. You know what? It's, it's your own personal take on it. And I love it. I love the fact that it's all about dedication because it really is. If you, yep. it, you, like you said, you can't hustle without uh, dedication to a goal. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Absolutely. So, what would you say was your biggest failure in business and what was it that you learned from that? Oh man. Yeah. Biggest, biggest failure in my business is I always wanted to, you know, it's funny because at a young age in my 19, 20 years old, I always wanted to like be a millionaire by the time I'm 25 and retire and things like that. And so I think my biggest mistake was spending so much money on shiny objects that I thought would be, make me a millionaire, make me a bunch of money. You know, this coaching program or this network marketing program or this, and I can just do this and I can, you know, make a hundred thousand dollars a month by the time I'm, you know, 28 years old. And that was my biggest mistake is I wasted so much money and so much time on things without doing the research. And if I had, I done the research, I probably would be in a lot better even position than I am today. But I think things happen for us, not to us. Like Ed Milet likes to say, I had to go through those trials to realize where I'm at today and, and how to get better at that. But that was my biggest business mistakes is I wasted a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of energy on products that really had nothing. There was no end goal. It was just like, Hey, we're going to give you a bunch of money. We'll, we'll, you can get there if you do this or that. And I, again, I think part of it was I might have been able to be a millionaire by the time I'm 28 if I was dedicated, but I didn't de- dedicate myself to the programs or dedicate myself to the coaches and mentors that I had at those times. And I just wasted so much time, man. So those are the biggest failures that I have. Awesome. I totally can relate because I've done the exact same thing where it's like, you know, what? oh, this program offers this, this program offers this, this program offers this. It's like, let's just do them all. Right. And Ugh. spend the money on all of them. But that that gets you nowhere because you're not dedicated. <laughs> I'm a funnel maker's dream client. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, I'll tell you that much, man. Like I would go through the phone and go, Oh yeah, oh I can upgrade for that. Oh, I can upgrade for that. Oh, for sure, man. You know, like that's how I was at the beginning. And it just and I look back, I'm like, man, I just wasted so much dang money on that. Yep. Yeah. And I, that's one thing that I found over my years and it's, you know, whittled down from like 10 different, you know, things that I'm a part of to just one. And that's, that's all you, all you really need is something to dedicate to. And you know what, that's where you'll see the results. Yeah. I used to be horrible with money. I I mean, at 21 years old, I filed bankruptcy. I was $28,000 in debt. And now at 41 or I'll be 41 later this year, 
I have zero debt. We own two vehicles outright and things like that. So I've changed my mindset of how to handle money. But man, it, it was a struggle for a long time for me. I just was like, oh yeah, let's go buy money and, and you know buy this thing and buy that. And oh, just put it on the card, right? I mean, just I was not very money smart for sure in my early 20s. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I again, can relate. <laughs> so Eric, I've, I've really enjoyed the opportunity to spend some time with you and talk with you and, you know, get a little bit of the story behind your podcast and, you know, what it means to you. And, you know, I love that you're out there hustling and you're really living the dream um, while still providing for your family. And that's, that's really cool. I love the people that are doing the side hustles, honestly. I, I, I really do like that because I think that's within the realm of possibility for anyone, even if they're not entrepreneurial. They can, I've seen lots of people who aren't entrepreneurial minded that still have the side hustles. So right. thank you for showing you know, my audience a little bit of that side of you know, what it takes to have a side hustle. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So I like to end with one last question, but I want to, first of all, give you an opportunity to, you know, tell people where to find you and uh, give us a little bit more information about you and, you know, plug anybody that you want to at this time. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Top rated MMA or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Same as Bearded Biz. Uh, it's Bearded Biz Show on Instagram and on Facebook, it's just Bearded Biz, but we're on Twitter as well and YouTube again. But the same channel for Top Radio May and Bearded Biz. So our show goes out via video and audio every single Friday for the Bearded Biz show and every single Saturday for the Top Radio May show. We made a commitment this year to release 50 shows of, excuse me, 50 episodes of each of my shows this year. And we have not missed a week since uh, the beginning of this year. So yeah, we're, we're hitting that streak, no problem. But yeah, so you can follow us on Instagram our website, topratedmade.com. You can follow us on any of the pages. We love it. And I comment on every single comment that is done by a fan or somebody following the page. I always love to respond and just connect with people on there. So it's a just a truly an honor when I get a chance to be able to connect and, and speak with uh, followers of our, our social media pages there. That's awesome. And I'll make sure to include a couple links in the description of, for the show notes just to make it a little bit easier for people to find you. But the last question I want to ask you, personal or business, what is it that excites you about the future, Eric? I'm so excited because, you know, for me, my wife and I, we just celebrated 15 years of marriage. And, you know, like Congrats. I said, we, thank you. We came, like I said, we both came from real broken homes, like crazy, crazy homes. And for us to be together 15 years, neither of our parents ever made it that long. In fact, we both come from a line of divorce after divorce after divorce. And what I'm excited about is we're leaving this new legacy with our kids. They're saying, Hey, mom and dad, they fight sometimes, but they never will have, we, we have this rule in our house. We just don't say the, the D word, the divorce word, man, because we fight for our marriage because we know what it's like to be in that and go through that. And so what I'm really excited about is 15 years of marriage to my best friend, and we're continuing to just leave this legacy with our kids that they're going to see a new way of people being married, a new way of following Christ. And for us, that's what's really most important to me is my family and, and just really excited about what we got going on. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the family aspect, being a family man myself. You know, I will have cut it out of this episode, but you know, my son came down and interrupted this podcast recording. So <laughs> definitely understand the family aspect, but I really appreciate your time, Eric. It's oh, been awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I am excited to see where you go in the future with this. 
Man, it's such an honor to have, uh, such an honor to be on your show, man. Seriously, truly, truly honor. I love what you got going on with Hustle Energy, man, and, and this show and, and your products, man, and and continue to just rock and roll, man. But thank you so much for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And you know, I've gotten a ton of value out of this, so I know my audience has gotten value out of this. So I encourage you all to get out there and hustle the day. <laughs>